What's up? Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is. This is the Bring the Noise podcast, and I am Straight the Clipper. We are in the house, and yo, coming at you today with a gem, a hip-hop gem. Look, before I say the title, I'm just going to let you know if you're really an old-school hip-hop, this one is not one that is under the radar. This is a goddamn classic. It's in my top ten hip-hop albums of all time. I'm not going to tell you what number, because we're going to save that for another episode. But, nonetheless, today, I bring to you the album, Enter the Stage, from the group Black Moon. Yo. Oh, man. Like, I'm telling you right now, if you don't know about this album, you are in for a treat, because this album is about as dope as it gets. Once again, what year is it coming out in? 1993. Yeah, that's right. 93. I told you this year was a fucking massive year for hip-hop. And this one right here is one of those gems. It came out October 19th in 1993. And let me just tell you right now, this album was basically a precursor for the reemergence of East Coast New York hip hop, all right? This came out the same year that in that uh, the 36 Chambers from Wu-Tang Clan came out, right? But up until, you know, this resurgence, hip hop was dominated by the West. It continued to be dominated by the West just not by such a large margin. And the reason why I say this is a precursor for an emergence, obviously there was East Coast hip-hop all through, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, everything, right? But it wasn't looked at as important or almost as hardcore, right? Yo, this album, along with 36 Chambers, let me just tell you right now, it's on the same level as 36 Chambers, for real, okay? And when I say it's a re-emergence, these beats that are on this album, done by the Beat Miners, which is DJ Evil D and Mr. Walt. The Beat Miners, their production is grimy, it's gritty. It, 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 I think it captures New York in its essence. Like, you listen to this shit and it just makes you feel like you're walking down the streets in New York, even if you've never been there. That's just what it feels like. It's dirty, it's grimy, it's just, you know... Then you got... The actual rappers. So here's the members of Black Moon, okay? You got DJ Evil D. So one of the members of the Beat Miners is the DJ for this group, DJ Evil D. Then you got Five Foot Accelerator. And, of course, the leader, the front man himself, Buckshot Shorty. So, yo, here's how important Black Moon really is, all right? Buckshot Shorty, now... Him and Five Feet, they they sound very similar, but there's a difference between flow and lyrical creativity, all right? Not taking anything away from 5FT, but when you listen to Black Moon, it's Buckshot Shorty that steals the show. He's the one that commands the presence, and his flow is so unique. So he almost like will go into like a reggae type of like Rasta flow, but like not like heavy with it. So like, you know, he might just be rapping normal and his breath control is impeccable and his flow is just, you know, incredible. And then all of a sudden he might be flowing and then all of a sudden we're like, enough rude by die like that and then I'll break it right, you know, like, but he does the transition so well that I don't think had quite been done to that level until buckshot and black moon came out here's how influential they are if you've ever seen the biggie movie there's a scene in there where him and Lil kim get get done fucking and this song comes on and Lil kim starts flowing to the to the song well that song is from black moon it's called who got the props and we'll get to that song when we get into the album i just have to give you a little context 
on how monumental this album is. Biggie was influenced by this. Nas was influenced by this album. Uh, Mob Deep heavily influenced by Black Moon and Into the Stage. This album was a New York staple, an East Coast hip-hop staple. And like I said, it started the reemergence to be like, oh no, uh, New York's still hardcore too. They may not be in gangs and shit like this, you know, Crips and Bloods and what's not, but, you know, there's nothing nice about this album when it comes to the content that they're rapping about. They don't get deep, but man, this uh, you want some fucking boom-bap, hardcore, East Coast shit. This is the epitome of it right here. And like I said, it may not get the shine that Biggie or Wu-Tang or Nas or Jay-Z get or even Mob Deep, but it should because this is really what started to bring back the revel- or the relevance to the East Coast. So I just wanted to start that out like that uh, to give you a little bit of a background on how crazy this album how how good this album is and man when we dive in which we're about to here in a little bit holy shit dude the fucking album is so good not only just for 93 but for all time so you know what let's get into it i'm going to tell you about their singles that they released first right so their first single off the album was who got the props and that was released october 22nd 1992 so almost a whole year before their album came out. But this song was such an underground hit that it had them buzzing uh, just off of that. The production was crazy. You know, then they released How Many MCs, June 9th, 1993. Um, also uh, heavy hitting. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, this whole album from from start to finish, there's not a whack song on it, all right? This is one of the albums that you can listen to from front to back no problem so they also released i got you open remix in march 28th 94 and buck em down remix in november 7th 94 so we're not going to hear those songs because we're going to go through the original album um and its original lineup so unfortunately maybe when we do their other album digging in the vaults which is a compilation album that has these remixes on there then we'll go through them, but as for now, we're just going to go with Enter the Stage and how it came out in October 19th, 1993 in its entirety. And um, if you are familiar with Black Moon, you're probably going to be a little sad because I Got You Open remix is like 10 times better than the original I Got You Open. But like I said, we got to stick with the authentic uh, original 93 release, and that's what we're going to do. So without further ado... Holy shit, am I ready to get into this album? Because I know y'all gonna dig this, for real. Alright? So, number one, we come in with a song called Powerful Impact. And yo, (laughs) I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it. How do I like an album to start off? How do I like it? It's gotta start off hard, right? Yo, Powerful Impact. Think about the name of this song to begin with powerful impact this motherfucking beat comes in before the beat comes in buckshot comes in yo this is to all the motherfuckers that fronted before the album came out uh in the beginning when they doubted us fuck y'all and then all of a sudden it just breaks in it's got this rasta just like hey you want to challenge my you know fucking just comes in and then buckshot comes in like blah here comes the buckshot shorty and just starts going and the beat is menacing dude like it is fucking nuts and yo you it's you you go listen to this album you hear that right from the beginning oh man and i know i've said it about other albums like i know the trends album started off good and like all that but holy shit you want to start out a classic hip hop album that's how you started out right there. Powerful impact. So they sample Busta Rhymes from uh, uh, from the song scenario of him going powerful impact. Boom from the cannon, right? So it's just Busta going powerful impact. And then you can hear like the little ticking, like uh, or like the little like beeping sound, like a bomb about to go off. And then the whole crew will come in and go boom from the cannon you know whatever it's and oh my god it also samples hard times by baby huey 
um, and a little bit of just to get a rep from Gangstar, but like, oh man, that's how you start an album out right there. I'm oh my god, like, yo, and the lyrics, like, like I said, you're not gonna get too much deep shit from these guys, and that's okay. I don't need the deep shit. We got other MCs to do that shit. This is what we need right now from Black Moon and in 1993, like, yo, that was the East Coast coming out stomping, like, you know, what's up? Little old buckshot shorty, five foot six, you know, just coming out, but the voice was powerful, you know what I'm saying? Powerful impact, and without further ado, let's play that clip from Black Moon into the stage number one powerful impact. Hit it. Buckshot shorty, I kill that will so guard your grill like naughty. Niggas call me Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow. I'm quick to bomb a boost and fuck your armor, cause the cause mad drama. No karma, straight through your mama like acid. I fuck with energetic, that's why you's a little bastard. You talk mad shit with no backup. What's up, act up? You punk. And we are back. Oh man. You hear that fucking that's a hard hitting. That's hard hitting. Like for real. Like that's that shit that makes you frown up your face like Ooh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you heard me say that before. Well, guess what? This whole album is a whole fucking f- just tracks of, ugh, god damn. Like, that, like, oh man, like I said, uh, this is a top hip hop album of all time for real. Uh, forgot to mention there's 14 tracks on this, so you are getting a full motherfucking album. And this is what I love, this is what you got to do to get into my top 10 of albums. First off, there can't be any skippable songs. All of them got to be on par with each other. And it's just got to have that element of just like something that makes you, all music will make you feel an emotion. But man, like this, like when I listen to this album, I picture like wintertime fucking in New York, grimy, just like, what's up? Like, you know, let's, let's get it, you know, type thing. And yeah, powerful impact starts that, that shit out. Like, uh uh-huh. Ready to go. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that leads us into number two. Oh, I should have said, so on most of these songs, it is just buckshot. So buckshots on every song, except for one song. Right. And so powerful impact is just buckshot. Number two is a song called ends talk shit. It's also just buckshot. And um, again, so you leave powerful impact, you know, that the bass is kitten, you know, shit's fucking rugged and raw, and it goes into ends talk shit. It samples uh, Trying Ain't Dying by Eddie Harris and Cussin' Crying and Carrying On by Ike and Tina Turner, right? Also got a little bit of The Matrix from Dizzy Gillespie. Um, anyway, you know, this. I, I the reason why I'm telling you the samples on this one is because they flipped some samples on this album that are just amazing. And that's like when I hit an album, like some they reuse, you know, like other samples and it's just not done as prolifically, I guess I would say, where it's still good. But like I'm giving you all these samples because the way the beat miners did this shit was just and this is a recipe for success. When you got the ruggedness of Buckshot and 5FT, you got the ruggedness of the production from the beat miners, you know, DJ Evil D and Mr. Walt. And let me tell you, Evil D is fucking scratching the fuck out of this album. I mean, it is he's a good DJ in his own, right? So anyway, let's keep going with Ends Talk Shit. Now this one, like I said... It gives you this feeling like you're just like, you know, like an eerie feeling on this one. The beat is real fucking dark and just like, you know, and on this, you know, on this song, it's basically buckshot like, yo, motherfuckers be talking shit, but, you know, they're going to get bucked by the buckshot shorty. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of shit talking, ruggedness. And like I said, uh, Black Moon, definitely the way they dress too. Like, you look at the album cover, and it's just the three of them, you know, they're looking hard, but they ain't making their angry faces. They're just letting you know 
what's going on. You know, they had the Tims, the Timberlands. They also had, you know, the army suits just like Gangstar did, you know, representing that New York shit and their slang, the way they talk. If you remember old Nas albums or Mob Deep albums, the way they talk like, yo, what's up, God? What's up? You know, that's how Black Moon talked too. Like, you know, heads talk shit. They'd be like, man, heads ain't ready. Basically, yo, people ain't ready, but they'd be like, yo, heads ain't ready. Yo, what's up, God? You know, what's up? You know, that type of shit. Um, and I fucking love it. Anyway, let's play a clip from Ends Talk Shit, number two. Let's get into this. Let's go. Somebody called the morgue. I just scored a DOA. Two to the head. I shot the bitch for a day. No joke. I smoke a shot. You heard from blocks and fuck. I bust Mac 10 to watch and glock shit. Killing every nigga in sight. Bust a cap and crack the joke away your grave like Dolomite. Cause I'm a sick ass nigga. Yo, and we back. That was Ends Talk Shit. And that leads us into the next song. And oh my God. Here's the thing the album just gets better and better, and better, and you got the heavy hitter, their first single they ever released, the song that really got them buzzing and got them known, Who Got the Props, and yo, holy fuck, is this song just smooth and mellow, like, this is a little bit more up-tempo of a song, but it's still grimy in its own right, so they sample Tidal Wave by Ronnie Laws, right? Dope-ass sample, dope-ass song, and it's original. They got the drums from It's a New Day, Skull Snaps, like, dude, okay. So I love this song so much. This is the first song I ever heard from Black Moon back in the day. I love this song so much. You know when you used to have, like, when people would call you and it played, you know, music for them while they'd be waiting? Like, I guess some people still do do that. I don't know. That I This is what I had for the longest time, Right. And I used to work at a private airport up in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, uh, called Premier Jet Center. And one time, I had to give my actual phone out to this pilot to call me when he... I need, Sometimes we would go to the big airport, MSP, and pick people up, bring them back, right? Anyway, I ain't going to go into this too much, but what I'm saying is, this guy called me one time, older dude, you know, no big whoop, and he goes, what was that song playing when I called you? And, I, and I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, how unprofessional. This dude's probably like, what the fuck was that? Well, what would play was who got the props. It would go, it would come in. I had the part where it go, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Sucker tried to flip me, but I played him like a hippie, but I'm going to get paid for the 90s, you know, whatever. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, you know, I had to use my actual phone, but I'm on my way to pick you up, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I go pick him up. Guy gets in my car. And he goes, so so what was that song called again? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry again. It was called, you know, Black Moon, uh, Who Got the Props? And again, I, you know, this is some rich-ass white pilot dude, right? So I'm thinking, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble because this is, you know, unprofessional, you know, whatnot. And he goes, huh, Black Moon, I've never heard of them. I don't know how I haven't. I love old-school hip-hop. When I fly by myself, I listen to, uh, you know, old-school hip-hop on XM. And so he had me write down who this was, took it away. And every time this dude would land, he'd always be like, oh, I was listening to who got the props. I was listening to who got the props. Uh, so I felt pretty, uh, pretty cool about uh, hooking some old rich white pilot dude up to who got the props from Black Moon. What I'm getting at is, is this song is loved by everyone. That's what I'm trying to get to. That was what I was going through. Sorry if I went off on a tangent. But this song is such a fucking dope one. This is the song that I was telling you before when in the movie, you know, uh, Biggie, for the, the Biggie movie from back in the day, this is what Lil' Kim was like rapping to. And, you know, shit was, that's when Biggie was like, oh, you got flow if you can, you know, if you can flow to Buckshot Shorty's verse, you can do this shit for real. Um, anyway, the sample, the beat, the rhymes, you know, Buckshot's bragging, he's fucking ripping, flipping, do I diddy dipping, you know what I'm saying? He, what, you know, God damn. You know what? I can't even speak on it anymore, guys. Let's play that clip so you can hear the fucking ruggedness, the dopeness, the smooth, slick fucking delivery that is who got the props. Number three. Hit it. <laughs> But they got no show So I'ma grab the mic, flip a strip, believe the stun Buckshot's the one that gets the drop done Mic check, 
I get paid to wreck your set. Get ready to check, cause I'm a threat to your fret. No host bar, incomplete move fakers. That's the way the back of what you know I might take her. Yo, who got the props? Who got the props? 5FT, Evil D, and Buckshot. Yeah, that's the hook, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yo, this song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Just going to state that right now. Anyway, let's move on to number four, which is a song called Act Like You Want It. Now, this is where the five-foot accelerator finally makes his appearance on the album, okay? So, took tell number four. But that's okay, because he shines on this bad boy. So him and him and Buckshot trade uh, verses back and forth. They each have two. Um, this beat is much more amped up than all the other ones so far. You know, the other ones have been real gritty. This one's still gritty, but it definitely has like much more of like a you know a high tempo just type of thing to it. Um, but man, like I said, it just keeps getting better. I love this song. Perfect for five feet to come in. Um, 5FT rips it. Buckshot, of course, does this thing. Does Buckshot do better? Yes, he does. But that's, you know, Buckshot is clearly the leader of this group, and it's known by everybody. 5FT knows it. You know, Evil D knows it. They understand, and it works, and there's no, you know, bullshit ego or whatever. Buckshot knows that when he touches that mic, he's he's the motherfucking man, right? And yo, act like you want it though. They both do their thing on this one. And I absolutely love this song to death. So this one also has some good samples. Uh, it has Knocking Around the Zoo from James Taylor and the Flying Machine. That's 1971. So the main, the, the first one that I say, that's like the main sample. That's what you'll hear, whether it's the horn, you know, the loop or whatever. And then usually the second one is like the drums. You know, so they also sample submissions from Tyrone Washington. And then usually the third one might just be either a sample of a voice or just a quick little horn or something like that. Um, the third one is Don't Want No Woman by Lee Michaels. So, um, yeah, samples again, like I said, I'm, I'm really emphasizing the samples. And I encourage you, dude, seriously, go listen to these original songs and be like, how the fuck did they hear that one little lick right there? And they looped it and dropped it and did this and that and whatever. Again, if you ever watch the Wu-Tang Saga Chronicles, one of the best representations is when it shows RZA in the middle of making the beat for Protect Your Neck and all the shit like... That's, I mean, it's nuts. Like, nowadays, I'm not taking anything away from people that make beats nowadays. It's still an art form, but holy shit, dude. Back in the day, having to go buy a bunch of vinyl, dig through, listen, find the sample, try to get that sample, put it in the SB1200 or whatever you're using, stretch it, you know, loop it. Dude, I mean, holy shit. Like, just that alone. That's why it's so creative and it's so amazing. Anyway, let's play a clip of Act Like You Want It, number four, hit it. Never on the owl, buckshot was a juvenile, a little freestyle fanatic. I shot the rap attic with an automatic, now I got static. See, back in the days, I was a stone cold hood, and I was just a paid hood, still up to no good. With my food from the heights and the alley. Still... Yo, and we are back. That was Act Like You Want It. And uh, yeah, you hear how that one's just a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit different, but holy shit, that one's a good one, man. But yo, so now we go in to number five. And this song, oh man, I don't even know, like, because I just get more excited the further you get into this album, right? How? I mean, here's the thing. I always say you want to start your album off good and end it good. Well, here's the thing. It starts off amazing, and it just maintains that through the whole thing. Again, that's what makes a top 10. You start off, and there's really no low point. If there is a low point, it's literally just like a little divot. It's not like a crater, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when we were doing the MC Shan 
uh, album. You know, it started off really high, and then it was like a slow climb. Then you had a crater with She's Gone, and then it kind of came back up. You know what I mean, if that makes sense? Now, there's just a flat-out level, maybe a little divot here and there, but not that I see. And that's because at number five, we have a song called Buckham Down. And holy good Christ, guys, this fucking song right here. And I, I mean, look, who got the props? Act like you want a powerful impact. Like, dude, they're dope. The sample they use in this song, the way they flip this sample. So they sample Wind Parade from Donald Byrd, right? This is one of the illest fucking beats and samples in hip hop in general, okay? Organized Confusion used this same sample for Stray Bullet. Tupac used this same sample for Definition of a Thug End. You know what I'm saying? And this sample, they flip it so... Oh, they make it so rugged. So fucking raw. And the song is called Buck em Down. What the fuck do you think they doing? Buckshot Shorty. What do you think of Buck These Motherfuckers Down? And that's the hook. When the beat finally breaks in, it's just the whole the whole crew yelling, Buck em Down, Buck em Down, you know, just... And then Buckshot comes in and his, his lyrics are menacing and just... Ugh. I mean, that's that's that shit. This is that New York shit, this whole album. But this fucking song in particular is just like, God damn. So just like Who Got the Props was my uh, song you heard when you called me, when you were waiting for me to pick up. Well, guess what the ringtone that was going on on the other end that I heard? It was Buck em Down. That's how much I loved this album and Black Moon in general. But God damn, this album... Like, when I first heard it, and I still hear it, I get goosebumps, especially with Buck 'em Down, because it's just so fucking good. And you know what? Let's play that clip. This is Buck 'em Down from Black Moon, from the album Enter the Stage, 1993. Let's go. Yeah! Welcome down, world life. Each and every nigga, whenever I'm in the sight. Let my nigga do peaky style for your card. Then I kick the verse and take a look at the card. God hit the niggas with a verse real. Hey, yo. You hear that fucking raw shit right there. God damn, buck them down. Woo, that's a fucking... That's not even a banger. That's a classic. That's just one of the rawest hip-hop songs ever invented. And again... Go listen to Wind Parade from Donald Byrd and hear how happy his song is and then how they flipped that shit and made it into what you just heard. And yo, it's ridiculous. Anyway, let's move along to number six called Blacksmith and Wesson. So, I didn't mention this at the beginning before we got in the album, but Black Moon was the first... Thing to drop out of the collective supergroup called the Boot Camp Click. Okay, the Boot Camp Click consists of Smith and Wesson, Helta Skelta, OGC. These are groups on their own. So the first to hit was Black Moon. The second to hit was Smith and Wesson, and Smith and Wesson got their chance to shine on this album, especially this song, Black Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson is easily. Uh, just as big as Black Moon in the mid-90s, especially after their album, The Shining, which I can't wait to do an album review on that one, too. Um, so Smith & Wesson, here's the thing with the boot camp click. They all have a similar flow. They all sound similar, different. Once you really get into the group, you can tell the difference from all the MCs. But at first, even with 5FT and Buckshot, it's hard to tell who's who at first. The only way you can tell is that the lyrical ability is better with Buckshot, so you can kind of pick him out sometimes. Smith & Wesson also sounds very similar to Buckshot and 5FT. Um, and so, again, you can hear them because they say their names in the songs to kind of, you know, say who's who. But uh, first off, we continue with the rugged, menacing, eerie, dark beats and it's never been more fucking darker than Blacksmith and Wesson. Um, once again, we're sa- we're sampling uh, 
a song called Spinning Wheels from Lonnie Smith, Sorry. And, um, dude, like, holy shit again. And you're going to hear me say this over and over and over because I'm trying to drive how great this album is. And, again, if you don't find this album dope, well, I know I usually say it's okay and, you know, we can agree to disagree. No, it's not okay, all right? (laughs) It's not okay. You need to love this album. If you don't, then I just, I don't know. I don't know if we can be friends straight up. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, uh, yeah, it's it's a great song, great introduction for Smith & Wesson. They definitely hold their own with Buckshot. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a it's a dope ass song, you know, and we're like basically kind of halfway through, well, close. The next song would be halfway through, but like, you know, we're getting to the middle part of the album. We have six songs, guys, that have just been fucking slamming. I told you this album, like it hasn't went down yet. Buck them down. Like, okay, is Blacksmith and Wesson as good as Buck them down? No, it's not. But like, not by much. This is in its own right. Again, we got the dark, gritty shit continuing, the fucking hardcore shit continuing, and like, dude, goddamn, album's dope as fuck. Without further ado, let's play a clip of Blacksmith and Wesson, number six from Black Moon. Let's go. Here we go, breaking day with a man last session. Down at Brook Town, it's Black Moon and Smith and Wesson. Pick up the pace, cause we're right behind you. Black the pump got X amount of shots. Take one to your back. Mr. Ripper did the shooting. Cops heard the shot, shit's hot cause they're pursuing. But it's my stomp the ground where herds get blown down. Think of getting caught by And we are back. Yo, told you that shit. The way I love the way that that one comes in too with the little sample like anybody step up to me and they got, you know, and then just fucking. Ugh. Told you, man. Boot camp click out that shit. Smith and Wesson is just as dope as Black Moon for real. And don't sleep on Helta Skelta. And don't sleep on OGC, too. I can't wait to get to them, too, you know. Um, and I'm not going to go into it, the members of those guys, just because, well, you know, when we hit those episodes, we will. But right now we're on Black and Moon. I just had to give you a little bit of context on who Smith & Wesson is. Um, anyway, now we come in to the next, the next track. We got number seven, Sun Get Wrecked. And this is all 5FT. This is all the five-foot accelerator right here. So he has his own song. Again, most of these songs are buckshot on him, but he gets his chance to shine um, on this one. And again, so like when I said that there's no like real dents or like craters in this album, as for like, let's say we're on a road, how smooth, how dope, how is every song on par? Like, yeah, it's pretty good. This might be one of the littlest like of divots. You know what I mean? And it's only because Buckshot's not on it. Otherwise, the beat is hard. It's definitely the best rapping that uh, 5FT does on the whole you know, album, I think. I mean, it's his song. He makes sure to uh, shine on Sun Get Wreck. And again, the hook on this one is just, you know, Sun Get Wreck, Sun Get Wreck, Sun Get Wreck. It's time for you to represent. And again, we're talking about those slang words. You know, Black Moon kind of invented that too, like, you know, basically being like, you know, instead of I'm going to come out here and I'm going to rock the party or I'm going to do this, they're like, no, I'm going to get wrecked. You know, there was that East Coast slang, that swag that they had. Black Moon, man, they really fucking, like I said, a precursor to the reemergence with the beats, the rhymes, everything. You know, after this is when Biggie and Nas and everyone else hit. And, dude, Black Moon really did, like, help spark that shit up, you know, they came out, you know, just fucking hitting them in Wu-Tang. They really sparked that shit back up. Uh, Black Moon was just as influential in that as uh, as Wu-Tang was. So anyway, uh, Sun Get Wrecked, you know, we got a sample from Brother Jack McDuff. You know, that's the main one. And um, we got the Season of the Witch from Mike Bloomfield and uh, Al Cooper. So again, just giving you some context because... You go listen to these original songs. If you do, if you don't, that's fine. But just know that they flip this shit dope. And they do it with Sun Get Wrecked, too. So on that note, you know, not much more I can really say about it. Like I said, um, 5FT, you know, he's pretty much just, you know, rapping about, you know, that grimy, gritty shit, you know. Um, And they do, you know, like, 
most of the shit they rap about it is just, you know, guns, weed, and fucking the streets, you know? But, like, that's what New York needed at that time. That's what they needed, you know? Is it the most conscious rap in the world? Not at all. But you know what? Sometimes I don't want to listen to conscious rap. Sometimes I just want to listen to some hardcore shit, you know? And when I started to really transition into listening to East Coast hip-hop, man, when I stumbled upon Black Moon, whew, that, that one took me by storm, too. I mean, again, this album is in my top ten. I'm just going to let that be known. So when I do ever do that episode, you know one of them's in there, right? All right. Anyway, let's listen to Sun Get Wrecked from Black Moon. This one's all five-foot accelerator. 1993 into the stage. Hit it! Yo, what's up? We are back. That was Sun Get Wrecked, which leads us, I'm sorry, leads us into the next song, number eight, Make Money. So I also want to say, like, the way that they spell shit on this album, like, so Make Money, money is spelled M-U-N-N-E. Sun Get Wreck, Wreck is uh, spelled W-R-E-C. You know, they have, like, their own, so not only their own little, like, slang, this is how they, you know, spelled, they spelled in their little, like, you know, boot camp click way, too, like, powerful impact. Impact is spelled I-M-P-A-K, you know, so uh, I just wanted to, like, state that because I kind of like the way they, again, this is originality, like, their flows were original, the, their whole, like, you know, gimmicks that they had, whether it was the spelling, the slang, like, dude, they were original, and that's why I love them. Anyway, Make Money, they sample I Need Your Lovin' from Allison Williams, and of course, Get Out of My Life Woman from Jimi Hendrix. They also sample We In There from Boogie Down Productions. There's a skit at the end of We In There where KRS-One is making fun of MCs nowadays. Now, Black Moon will be the first to let you know they are heavily influenced by Boogie Down Productions and KRS-One. KRS-One love to use that reggae shit, too. So, I mean, Buckshot has stated that KRS-One is his favorite MC of all time, and how cool that he eventually got to make an album with him. But we ain't going to go into that too much. Anyway, this beat is, again, we 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 stick with the... And every song that I hear on this, I'm just picturing nighttime, all right? It's cold, it's night, maybe a little damp out, you know, just fucking... And this one just continues it. Now, this one's a lot more laid back, a lot more... Um, when I say laid back, I mean it's not amped up. Like, the beat is just kind of, you know, again, that eerie, dark kind of sound to it. And... They sample Karis one in the skit where he's cuffing the mic and he's going, he's making fun of MCs who cuff the mic on stage and you can't hear what they're saying. And he's going, you don't stop, you know, like all muffled. Well, they sample him saying, you don't stop or whatever. And I don't know, it works great. And, you know, sample, uh, I'm sorry, their hook is real simple on this one. It's just them going, make money, money, make money, 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 take money. You know, this the classic make money, money, take money, money, you know, that thing. But, you know, because it's Black Moon, I don't know, it just sounds, it doesn't sound reused or, you know, forced or anything like that. It's just, it's dope. And uh, Buckshot's basically rapping about, like, you know, if uh, I got to get paid one way or another, you know, whether that means I got to take your shit or I got to go be a stick up kid or whatever, I'm going to make my money. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, again, it goes you're going to have grimy beats like this. You can't rap about like fun times, party and having a barbecue like, no, man, you got to rap about some fucking street shit, you know, and uh, that's what make money is about getting money by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on that note. Let's t- let's play a clip from Make Money from Black Moon into the stage. Yo, play that.
And we back like that, that was Make Money, number eight, which leads us into number nine, a song called Slave. And the sample on this one is Rule of Mind from Ninth Creation. That's 1975, baby. And yo, this this one's been sampled a lot. You know, Third Base did it with Derelicts, a dialect, the song. Um, It's been, you know, even King T samples it at the beginning of the Full Life album. Um, You know, you can't see me. Uh, I was trying to remember that name. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this has been sampled a lot, but like, because this beat is so laid back and mellow and buckshot kicking, you know, when he's got to come hard, he comes hard. But on this one, you know, he's like, I'm getting the ah, uh, I'm getting the ah uh, from the shit that, you know, like just the slang and the way he rips, you know, like whatever, like, you know, go ahead and hold it in your chest like stress, you know, pretty much just talking about the hardships of the industry, you know, and like all the shit that you got to go through and how, you know, sometimes you still have the mentality, the mind of a slave, and, you know, he's a slave to the rhythm. But, um, you know, in the end, he's he's going to do his thing. He's going to break out of that shit and show you why he's the motherfucking man. Uh, that's just what I take for away from it. And, you know, again, sometimes you got to listen to Black Moon and Buckshot. You got to listen to these songs more than just a few times because you'll catch shit that you missed. Maybe you didn't understand his slang and what he meant here or what he was trying to convey here. Because, again, you're from New York. You know what's going on. You catch this shit right away. You know, being a white boy from Wisconsin, you know, listening to this shit uh, 10 years after it came out. You know, obviously, like, I didn't catch shit at first, you know, until I started listening to different hip hop, trying to piece together, figure out what the fuck, you know, they meant, you know, and everything. And so I love that, though. I love coming back. And because this album's so fucking dope, it's easy to come back to. And Slave is one of the most chilled songs on the whole fucking album. Like I said, once again, it's like nighttime, sparking up an L, driving around, you know, just fucking up to no good, rolling with your crew. You know, that's how, that's that's what I picture when I picture, you know, this whole album. But yeah, so that's Slave. And you know what? Let's play a clip of it. Once again, it's just Buckshot on it. Um, like a lot of songs on this so far. Um, anyway, let's play that clip. Number nine, Slave, fermented a stage, 1993, Black Moon in the House. Let's go. I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the, uh, from the shit that I ain't no lyrical styles come in. Just the one that most like fuck. On the mic truck, cause I never gave a fuck. I ain't the weak shit, man, ain't fucking with my soul. All right, and we are in this mother... What? Yeah, I'm probably going to edit that out. Um, Anyway, that was number nine, Slave. So like I said, real smooth, laid back. Again, it's just a chill fucking... But it's, everything remains grimy on this album, for sure. Um, That leads us into number 10, a song called I Gotcha Open. Once again, just buckshot. So here's the thing. This song is dope. It's grimy and gritty, just like the others. It fits in perfect. It's so good. But the remix, y'all, is 10 times better than this song. But I can't play you the remix. Even though the remix was released as a single, the album version is different. Different beat, different lyrics. And rightfully so. The beat on this one is definitely, once again, like... You know, just that ruggedness and Buckshot's lyrics are definitely different, and they had to be. They're they're way harder. But on the remix, the remix version, and I'm just going to kind of touch on it just a little bit just to kind of let you know, like, the difference between them. So, like, the original one, for real. Like, obviously, um, it fits in with the album really good. Like, that's that's one thing I can say. The remix, though... He changes his lyrics and he gets a little different with it because they sample Playing Your Game Baby from Barry White. Now, this has also been sampled uh, plenty of times in hip-hop, too, but not quite to the way the beat miners did it. I really wish that the remix was on this album. I do think it would have fit in just fine, but that's okay because I Got You Open, the original, is still a really fucking dope-ass song, and I actually think it fits in with... 
the album in general, I think it would have been cool to put it at the end of the album, like the remix, just to kind of have it as a bonus. But, you know, whatever. It still ended up coming out on a compilation later. But anyway, the original I Got You Open samples Come Live With Me from the 10-Wheel Drive and Get Out of My Life Woman from Iron Butterfly. So a different, uh, the same song, Get Out of My Life Woman, just not from Jimi Hendrix, right? Um, And again, this one's got like an ill fucking horn loop on it you know the beats really fucking banging slamming and shit and like um buckshot of course once again coming in rugged he's not you know he was really laid back on the last track slave right but he's coming in like on this one kind of like how he did on powerful impact and kind of almost like act like you want it but um yeah i got you open uh when you look this song up uh you'll probably find the remix first and Listen to this first, though, okay? Because I don't want you to get deterred. I want you to listen to the original first. After that, go peep the remix, because once you listen to the remix, you might never listen to the original again. No fronting on the original, either. I do like it. I love this song. It's just, dude, the remix. I mean, the beat miners went fucking hard on the remix. And, I mean, to flip a Barry White, you know, sample into the way they did it, you know, it's fucking ill. Um, anyway, let's play I Gotcha Open, the original from Black Moon right about now. Yo, DJ, play that shit. When I get bent, I must represent, no question. Get up a dime spotter, then the morph to the dread section. Roots hit me off, love it. Coming out the spotter, had to duck because the nigga tried to bump. I'm eating off the block like what up, hop. Yo, 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 we are back. That was I Gotcha Open, the Buckshot Shorty, the Black Moon, which leads us into number 11. Oh, boy. Yo, I like I said, this whole album's dope, but man, this next song is one of my favorites off this album. Um, It's called Shit Is Real, all right? This beat, the way it comes in, it comes in with the saxophone, just the sax, right? It's just playing. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like this, like, kind of, like, mellow. And because they're called Black Moon, I always picture, like, a full moon. I do like to listen to this album at night, and I do like to listen to this album in the wintertime. Hence why I'm doing a review on it right now. But when Shit Is Real comes in, it's just this little fucking saxophone. And all of a sudden, the beat comes in, and literally, Buckshot comes in, like, check how I kick it when I was wicked around the way. And just... The beat just, and it's, oh man, this like the samples that they use. So they use uh, a love song to Catherine from John Clemmer and Riding High from Fazo. Uh, they also sample a little bit of California Soul from Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. But, um, dude, oh my God, like, you know, Slave was really laid back. Shit is real is not as laid back as Slave, but it's got this like feel to it and like, that's just again like something about that saxophone horn loop and just like the melody that comes in and the way buckshot's rapping and there's no hook when it and you know every time he ends a verse he just goes shit is real man shit is real and then you just hear people like talking in the back like yo shit is real man you know whatever and then the beat will break down and he comes back in like never paw lay without an l and just he rides the rhythm he flows so good on this song this is one of my favorite songs off the album. And I, I do, you know, we're getting to the end. Like I said, we've just been maintaining, man, just maintaining that, that fucking dopeness. And like, you know, I like, like I said, I like to do those obscure albums, but on this one, fuck no. I was like, dude, we're doing one of the best albums ever in hip hop. And yo, shit is real is one of the dopest on the album. So you know what? Let's just play that clip guys. Listen to one of my favorites from Black Moon, one of my favorites of all time. Shit is real. Play that. Check how I kick it, and I was wicked around the way. Hold my tech, cause my niggas pump by day. Drugs and thieves hit the eve of the night. Niggas who think real, come on a real flight. Six feet deep in the creek. Mike Technique got a nigga locked down for a week. Yo, shit is mad real, kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like to say that, too. Like, yo, kid, yo, yo, God, yo, shit, yo, you know. Uh, dude, yeah. That that one, man, I love that song. I mean, how can't you? 
I just don't know how you can't love shit is real. Anyway, let's keep her going. Let's keep the train rocking. Number 12 is the title track to the album, Enter the Stage. Once again, last song was also Buckshot. This song is also just Buckshot. So, again, in later albums, 5FT was a, was a lot more, like, involved when it came to verses. But, you know, it's okay because on this one, I feel like they all contributed what they needed to contribute. And if Buckshot had to take the bulk of it, you know what? It's we They created a masterpiece nonetheless, and 5FT was a part of it. Um, Enter the Stage, they have a sample from Alice Coltrane. They have a sample from Cannonball Audrey. Audrey, sorry. And uh, the song's called Eye of the Cosmos. Um, and Spinning Wheels from Lonnie Smith. Uh, they also had one from her, uh, or I'm sorry, him uh, earlier. And, um, you know, Enter the Stage... It's a good song. Coming After Shit Is Real is obviously, um, it's a little bit lighter. And now it's funny, when I say songs are lighter or a little bit more, the, again, the whole thing's gritty. So it, that just means it's not as dark as uh, the one that came before it or maybe some other ones. But Enter the Stage is still, you know, we're still fucking boom bapping. We're still fucking raw spitting. And um, they sample himself from Who Got the Props. Uh, they sample buckshot going into the stage of the buckshot shorty into the stage into the stage and like you know it's a dope ass beat like again this there's nothing weak about this to any of the other songs i love this song i love the content again it's just buckshot you know talking his, his spitting his game letting you know like hey once you enter the stage you're going against the buckshot shorty i take no shorts you know what i'm saying I may, you know, brothers call me shorty because I take no shorts, you know. Um, but, yo, again, coming after shit is real. We keep it going, and it's dope, number 12. Um, like, like I said, I you, you're not going to skip anything on this, and you ain't going to skip this one either. So, yo, let's play a clip of number 12, Enter the Stage from Black Moon. Hit it. Jump up. Niggas in the house, raise up your buns just once. I'm bringing the back, back to the original group. Flipping the hook and flipping the book. Niggas know my stock as I'll be buckmiling on Franklin. It's time for buck, cause you're dead and stinking. The original coming through with the boogaloo. What you going to do to the cool make? And we are back. That was the title track, Enter the Stage, which now leads us to our next song, number 13, How Many MCs. So this one's another good flip on a sample. Samples Hydra from Grover Washington Jr. And man, they flipped that shit. They flipped this beat so dope. This one's a lot like, again, this beat, this sample has been used a lot in hip hop. Um, you know, I have another album review coming up uh, after this one. Um, I don't want to tell you who, but they're going to have this exact same sample. Trends of Culture used this one on... Um, the song, I, I think I mentioned on that episode that they had used the same sample that Black Moon had used. Uh, and that's the one where they're like, Lisa and Carrie. And, you know, they're running down the line um, of all the girls they were with. Uh, anyway, so what I'm trying to say is it's been used a lot. But, dude, it ain't been used to the degree that it has with Black Moon. Again, beat miners, man. They're slept on. One of the most slept on production duos groups in the world honestly because man they made some fucking fire shit and this album is just as fire as any Gangstar or any pete rock or you know what i mean like it's up there dude don't sleep on the beat miners and don't sleep on this one uh it also sampled uh college for poly from joe farrell and they sample again from My Philosophy, one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song of all time, from Boogie Down Productions. They sample Karis one saying, how many MCs must get dissed? How many MCs must get dissed? And like, again, just the beat, like, you know, and like, that doesn't do no justice, but yo, when you hear it, like, it's just, it's so good. And they flip the sample so good. And Buckshot's really hitting his, like, you know, Rasta shit on this one and you know basically whatever but how many MCs must get dissed and comes into the hook you know just 
basically be once again talking his shit like you know how many how many MCs got to get dissed before they understand you know not to not to step to the buckshot shorty not to fuck around with Black Moon you know what I'm saying um, anyway let's play that clip from how many MCs this is number thirteen from the album Enter the Stage play it. Follow me on a journey to see a for real MC. The mind tricks the body, body thinks the mind is crazy. Whatever's lazy, when I get the flow, I'm swayzy. I break, you take whatever type of shit the naked buckshot makes. And we are back. And that gets us to the end of the album, y'all. We are, we there. And we end with another fucking just... We end with a posse cut, yo. And, I mean, damn, we gonna end this album with a posse cut. Shit's fucking banging. Beats rugged, just like the others. I mean, that's the best word I can describe this whole fucking album. Rugged. That's right there. Rugged. You know, and it is. Number 14 is a song called You to Man. And when I say it's a posse cut, so here who here's who we got on this bad boy. We got, of course, Black Moon. So we got Five Feet. We got Buckshot, and then we got Havoc from Mob Deep, so a young Havoc. We got Smith & Wesson back on it, and we got a guy named Drew Ha. So I'm just going to give you a little context on who Drew Ha is. So Drew Ha is basically the other founding member of Duck Down Records. Duck Down Records is Boot Camp Click's record company. So on this album, they were signed to Nervous Records, but, you know, they kind of got fucked like most uh, like most uh, MCs and groups during the 90s because, well, that's just kind of what record companies did is, you know, they fucked you with no Vaseline. So after that, they decided, Buckshot decided to go out on his own and start his own record company. Well, while he was on Nervous Records, he met Drew Ha because Drew Ha worked there. And basically was like, you should come with us, and I want you to be, you know, part, you know, founder of Duck Down Records. Duck Down, obviously, Cohen with Buckham Down, you know, Smith & Wesson's biggest song is called Buck Town, so they were all about the Buck, duck, you know, the Duck Down shit. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's who Drew Ha is. So Drew Ha, there's a funny story. So first off, I want to give a shout-out to the Fresh Era podcast from stupid fly productions um if you've never listened to their shit before you definitely should they got some great content coming out they even have a fun little game show hip-hop trivia game show um that they that's a whole different uh show that they have besides fresh era that's called headspin anyway so they had an episode that buckshot was on and he was talking about how nervous drew ha was to do the to do the um song you know he had never wrote before so basically drew ha was schooling buckshot to how the industry works and you know like training you know basically teaching him that and then on the flip side buckshot was teaching drew ha how to rap basically and he wanted him to be on this song so drew ha goes second and he actually you know dude he holds his own so 5ft goes first Drew Ha, you know, has his um, um, his part that he comes in. You know, he comes in like, well, it's the ill Caucasian. Check the amazing, you know. Um, so Drew Ha is just some white, you know, A&R guy that worked at Nervous Records that him and Buckshot just became great friends and decided, hey, let's uh, open a, a, or let's start a record company together. And they went on to have extreme success. Uh, which is dope. So anyway, um, so we got him, and then we got Smith and Wesson doing their shit. Obviously, uh, after Drew Ha is um, when Havoc comes in. So Havoc has the third verse, right? And after uh, Havoc is verse four is Tech from Smith and Wesson. Um, verse five is Steel from Smith and Wesson, and obviously you gotta end the song with the Buckshot Shorty, who's been stealing the show, basically damn near, you know, his own fucking like coming out party, basically. But to end the the whole album with a 
posse cut with the crew, you know, the boot camp click as we knew it at that point in time. Um, it's dope. And, uh, you know, one thing that's funny is, you know, Smith and Wesson got their start to shine off this album, you know, Helta Skelta got their time to shine off of Smith and Wesson's album and OGC got their time to shine off of Helta Skelta's album. And through all that, the beat miners did all of that production. So like you talk about an in-house super group boot camp click baby. But anyway, that is you the man. So uh, let's play a clip from number 14, the last track on the album, Enter the Stage from Black Moon. This is You Demand. Play it. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And that is the end of the album. And now, guess what? Now I have the impossible task of trying to pick my top three and trying to pick a bottom three. How the fuck am I supposed to pick a bottom three out of this? How the hell am I supposed to pick a top three out of this? I don't know. I really was in a lot of turmoil over this one, guys, because I love this album so much. And, uh, you know, so let's, uh, let's just try to figure this out together. We're going to take three off. Okay. So if I'm going to take three off, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I am going to take sun get wrecked off. Okay. Not because buckshot's not on it, but out of this whole album, if I am going to pick one that I do believe is different from the others or not as good i don't think sun get wrecked is as good as the other songs um again that's just my opinion but i am going to take sun get wrecked off um i'm probably also gonna take make money off again um just be i I love the beats the same as sun get wrecked but uh make money is a fucking great song, but I, I can't take uh, any other song off other than that one. So I got Make Money, I got Sun Get Wreck, and now I'm looking at this shit, y'all. And I, whew, I mean, I don't really know what the hell I'm supposed to take off of this thing. Like, <laughs> um, so I think what I am going to end up taking off to to round out the three and make uh the the three I would take off. So I think I'm gonna take ends talk shit. Okay. I really love that song. Um I love that song more than the other two I took off. Uh I really thought about taking I Got You Open. I'll tell you this, if they would have added the remix in to this album as like a bonus, I would have taken I Got You Open off. But I really do like the ruggedness of it. So, um, again, I'm taking ends talk shit number two off, you know, I'm taking sun get wrecked off and I'm taking make money off. So now that leads me with what are my top three off this album? Um, well, you heard me talk so great about it. I'm gonna definitely pick shit is real. Um, I think I'm kind of alone I think a lot of people might pick something other than Shit Is Real, but I really like that song. I really, really, really like that song, so I got to pick that. Um, I'm also going to take Who Got The Props because um, it's one of their top songs. It's the, literally the song that blew them up. You got to have who, who Got The Props on your top three for sure. That one's easy. This last one... I mean, I think a lot of people would have picked How Many MCs over me picking Shit Is Real. I think people would have even picked Powerful Impact over um, Shit Is Real. And rightfully so. I have no problem with anybody picking Powerful Impact or, um, you know, How Many MCs over Shit Is Real. I wouldn't even, you know, mind if you, you know, if you picked, 
you know, act like you want it even. You know, I can see you doing that or Blacksmith and Wesson, but you can't have a top three and not have um, Buckham Down in it. You got to have Buckham Down in it. So as far as I'm concerned, um, so let's go through my top three again. Sorry, I, I'm sitting here looking at other songs like, is that what I want to have? Uh, yes, so that is my final that's my final. So here we go. We're going to go through it again. I got Who Got the Props. I got Shit is Real. And of course, I got Buckham Down because, again, you have to have Buckham Down in your top. Uh, you, I mean, you just have to have Buckham Down in your top three. Uh, so that is my top three. Um, that was tough. I, I mean, it, it makes me feel bad to leave Powerful Impact and how many MCs off of that. But you know, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm not folding for anybody. I love Shit Is Real. It's like it might even be my t- my favorite song off the whole album, even over the other two. I know, but that is the album, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, talk about a fucking classic, guys. I mean, again, '93 was such a fucking heavy year. That's why I mean, look at all the episodes I've done so far. I've done quite a bit of albums from '93, and we still haven't even scraped the 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 near the bottom of the barrel for 93 like we have a lot in that year left let alone all the other years but uh trying to do a top 10 from 93 is going to be a difficult one but nonetheless this will be in it because this is in my top 10 in general uh it's that good of an album it cannot be overlooked uh and if you have never heard it before man am i excited for you to to hear this shit because you are gonna fucking love it so on that note you know what I you know what's up. Make sure you click subscribe and like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bring the Noise Podcast. Until next week, y'all. This is Straight the Clipper and I am Audi 5000. So peace. One, two, and three, yeah.